Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And we are happy that you are here tonight with lots of good news to cover, which we like weeks with good news. So tonight we're going to talk about the reopening of Disneyland. It is no longer a forbidden subject. <laughs> we're going to talk about Epcot. Yay, Epcot! We're going to talk about Knott's Taste of Boysenberry Festival. Woo, Boysenberry! We're also going to talk about Raya and the Last Dragon on this very full Geeks Corner tonight, and we are very glad that you are joining us. And um, is there anything else you want to say, Katie? Welcome, hi! Welcome, and salutations, all of that stuff. Join us in the chat. We would love to connect with you or on Twitter as well. But let's get right into this week. Huh? Let's go. Let's start with over the weekend. We went to Knott's Taste of Boysenberry Festival, which is hard for me to say. It's a lot of words. Well, because Knott's Taste of Boysenberry is almost like Knott's Boysenberry Fest. Like it's, it's just, easier to just say Boysenberry Or Knott's Festival. Berry Farm or, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's easier to just say Knott's Boysenberry Festival, but they they had a, a naming convention that they had already gone with, so... Which works. Yeah, it just, it's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is running for about a month-ish. Uh, a little bit over that, isn't it? Yeah, it's running till May, I believe. May 1st or 2nd, something like that. So. Um, and I'm glad to see that we've got vouchers. That's, that's fantastic. Can we get IOUs, too? That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but... Uh, so this is running throughout the next month or so, and uh, you can eat lots of food there. Mm -hmm. You can see lots of characters there. And perhaps most importantly, you can see Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies live there, which is fantastic because that's really the first time we've seen live entertainment at that level. In a year. In a year. Yeah. And, and so we watched all four sets. Of course we did. And all four sets were different. Yeah, that was it, a lot of music. Um, it wasn't set A, set B like normally happens. No. Um, when they've been pre-recorded before, um, they've done set A, set B, and then they just alternate for a couple hours. And you know what I think they've been doing? Hmm. Practicing. Oh, definitely. They were good. They were really good. Like They're always really good, but I was surprised. I'm like, hey, they probably haven't had you know, a lot of gigs in the last year publicly. And they were really, really they fun. They were really fun. And like I said, playing four unique sets, four unique half-hour sets is a lot. True. Um, they played, obviously, some of the greatest hits, yep. like Devil Went Down to Georgia, Yep. Um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, they did one of my favorites, which is Brandy. Mm -hmm. I always love when they do Brandy. Um, but yeah, it was all over a great time. And like, they had some really good... Um, what do they call it when they take um they do their own versions of like classic rock or yeah. motown in this case like they did a lot of good covers that's the word i was looking for yeah of, of different songs brandy being one of them actually but um, they did motown they did classic rock they, they did, did so much they did an irish jig that i've heard at raglan road yeah which was really fun and um that was just one of the highlights um uh, the other, I think, a couple highlights for us would probably definitely be Easter Easter Beagle. Easter Beagle! Um, which, I, Mr. Beagle is fine. I don't know. Whatever you want. Call it. Um, we saw, uh, what was it? Ed, Edbert? Egbert. Egbert, the Egbert. Easter Bunny. He hid his Easter eggs all over North Berry Farm. It was actually pretty fun. Like, the Easter eggs were really cute. cool. And um, Egbert had a really fun outfit. 
and uh the food is always like the food is always good at these things and um i'm still i think the cheesecake is still my number one it's between that and that pizza uh mine is still the beer cheese soup oh yeah it was, really it was good too. so good i would i would eat that like for lunch like on a nice rainy day oh yeah like tomorrow would be perfect tomorrow would be perfect yeah. for that beer cheese soup completely greedy and um uh yeah but uh yeah that was it was a really fun thing um it was busy in the early afternoon and then as the day progressed it got much lighter and i think because it cooled off too that helped Um, and we had friends there um that we were not with and they said the same thing that they noticed it was really busy in the early afternoon because i i was starting to wonder is it just because we're trying to see the billies um because there was a lot of crowd there in the early afternoon um but we had friends that were all around the park in the earlier afternoon and they said the exact same thing yep but later it got cleared out yeah which was really nice that's that's very true there was no lines yeah it was great like uh i think we waited the longest for our first dish of food definitely and then everything was downhill in terms of wait times after that yeah um by the evening there were no waits like you just walked up and basically get whatever you wanted and in most of them, like yeah. there was a couple of kiosks that still had lines, but uh, another solid event by Knott's Berry Farm. And uh, I would actually probably consider going back again just to watch the Billies. 100%. Um, but now I'm also into this whole thing of like, they haven't made any announcements there, but it's like, well, you could either go back for, was it $45? Mm-hmm. Or do you save the $45 and put it towards a pass for Knott's? Which is... It'll be good till next year, correct? Something like that. As I say, I can't keep track anymore. I think it'll be good. The pass will be good till 2022. It, it'll go It'll go further into the year. I think it's as long as we lost this year. It yes. goes into next year, which will be complicated next year. But like, they may have to do a Disneyland thing where like whenever you start, it goes to. Because traditionally they're a by calendar the year. year. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, the food was really good. Glad you enjoyed the vlog. You can go check that out on our YouTube channel. And um, you can see, I, I almost did two versions of the vlog, where one was what I posted, which mm-hmm. was 42 minutes in, in shorter billies. And then the other one was going to be literally everything we shot, which I think would have put it at two hours and like 36 minutes. And I was like, you know what? That would be the most accurate representation of our full day. Of our day, yeah. So you'd have like the vlog and then the extended vlog. Let us know if you want to see the Mr. Daps cut. Well, we can't now. The... I already deleted it. There's no Mr. Daps cut of the boysenberry vlog? I'd have to vlog? literally re-edit the entire thing. I'm so... This, this is the Snyder cut all over again. <laughs> Yeah, basically. I don't know what to do with this. Well, if we did a a long form for the Dapsies next year, instead of doing short films, we could have a long film. No, we'll start making that now. Yeah, no problem. Oh, good gravy. Anywho. We'll see. Maybe I'll I'll consider the Daps cut. Um, My my (laughs) computer may not, but... uh, You can take mine. Yeah, you know, that's just good. And if you watch the vlog, I did stylize it a little bit. See if you can figure out what I did. It wasn't that much, but it was inspired by a specific program. 
So see if you can figure out what inspired me for it. I didn't go as dramatic as they do. All right. Speaking of dramatic, today at the Disney shareholder meeting, I was actually pleasantly surprised at the amount of dramatic news that came out of it. So was I. Um, in fact, I was texting Murray this morning because I will also admit that I knew it was coming up, but part of me was just kind of like, okay, there's not going to be that much because of Disney Investor Day in December covered all of the <laughs> clippy. No, it's not clippy, but we can do one of those too. Um, but uh, but I felt like we got so much out of the Disney Investor Day. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, well, they're going to just try to keep things focused on the positives and, and definitely do what they can. So um, the news I think that we'll start with from Disney Investor Day today is that Disneyland is expected to reopen by the end of April, according to Disney CEO Bob Chapek, which is ridiculous yeah. in a good way. Um, I mean, we've been talking off camera, obviously, and it, it's kind of like, well, maybe in May we'll get it back. You know, like it'll be reopening. And in what reopening looks like, I, I don't know. Do you have any predictions there? Um, well, indoor attractions won't be able to reopen, um, which to me seems like most of them. Is that accurate? I think it's at a very limited capacity. But uh, it was things like they would have to time it, the vehicles, so that they aren't coinciding, um, which I think for things like Indy would just break the attraction because Indy can't handle uh, changes in the hmm. small world. It's easy. You just send boats out at different times. Yeah. Um, but I think that, especially things like space or indie, I just think they might not reopen when Disneyland does. Hmm. Yeah. Um, because I think that managing the capacity of the vehicles in the space at a given time might be difficult. I don't just think. Just don't put people on everyone. True. I don't. Um... I don't think it's out of the question that when things open up more and we go into the orange tier or the yellow tier. Yeah. Is that the colors? It's so confusing, guys. Living in California, complicated. Purple, red, orange, yellow. Purple, red, orange, yellow. But I think that as we go down, things might be a little bit easier to manage. Yeah. So what we know is that the red tier, which we are hoping to get into in Orange County in the next week or yep. two, uh, everything will be at 15% capacity. Um, everything will be very limited indoor. Um, the thing I don't remember is, I feel like I heard at one point Bob Chapek say that at 15% capacity, they weren't going to make profit. So, um, And he's always said that if the parks wouldn't make a profit, that they won't reopen. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see. And I could be wrong on what that number is. And, and since they're talking about reopening, clearly they know something we don't. Definitely. Um, once it gets to the next level, which I believe is orange, right? Yes, orange. Then it bumps to 25%, which that level to me would be the sweet spot. Like to me that if you can get in when it's 25% at Disneyland, like you're going to have a good time. Definitely. Uh, well, depending on what your definition of it is, you'll be able to get on attractions. You'll be able to walk around with the parks fairly empty. It won't be Walt Disney World empty just because the space is different but you're going to enjoy it. Then it bumps up to the next tier and it goes to 35% for, for yellow level. And, um, and then I don't know if there's a green or something where it's like, Hey, have fun, which is weird. Cause 
it'd be weird to think it goes to 35 to like, hey, just do what you want to do. That's weird. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. I think the reservation system is going to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. I am incredibly intrigued to see the reaction to whatever systems get put into place um, from a from just a guest reaction standpoint. Definitely. Um, if you'd asked me six months ago, I would have been like, I don't know that that many people are actually going to want to go back to Disneyland. I think as things like the Knott's Taste events and ever has, other things have shown that you can, like, I think that demand has changed. But then we saw what happened with the first touch, a touch of Disney. That's what I mean. I think, I think exactly. everybody wants in. Um, I think that it's specifically Disney. Mm -hmm. Even though there has been other theme park experiences... Disney is Disney. Don't you think it's kind of like that Imagineering story episode with Tokyo? That's why I haven't rewatched the, uh, that's why I haven't rewatched that episode. Yeah. Because I know that I will, like, I get teary thinking about that episode right now. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful episode. But that's 100% what it's going to be. It's going to be that Disney specifically reopening is a symbol that things are going to be okay. Especially Disneyland. Yeah. Like California Adventure. Yeah, that's great. Walt Disney World. Cool. Disneyland is like yeah, the place. I mean, it's Walt's place. And, and so I think that makes it that much more special. Um, yeah, I will be very curious to see how the reservation system works, whatever the new membership program works, how soon this all gets unveiled and announced. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think the level of, of, um, I want to say intensity, do you think, for a touch of Disney, for some of the Disneyland After Dark events we've been to where the tickets just sold like that. I'll I think that's going to be a normal thing. To see what a touch of Disney is like, which is a week from Thursday when it begins. Um, but I feel like this ticket or this event has been so like coveted that I'm worried that downtown Disney itself might be crazy. Maybe. Of people wanting to be even close. They couldn't get in. Well, and that's possible. I had somebody today ask me, he's like, so I heard Disney's doing a um, a food festival. Mm -hmm. Like, how hard is it to get tickets? I'm like, well, impossible now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, speaking of Walt Disney World, yes, they do have matching masks uh, that they are provided. I think it's, was it five or something they were given? Yeah. And those are the requirement when you are They're in costume. Part of the cast costume yes. yeah and um and they're also given the opportunity for the the face coverings as well and depending um, on what role you are in i believe yeah i think so too because i've watched them um cast members will have it clipped onto like a carabiner yeah. and then when they are switched into a specific role they'll put on their face shields which makes sense totally yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out um we probably in the next week or two maybe three when when bailey is back we will be able to um start making don't guesses. make her keep track of these things again yeah i think we can now because i think the the door is open again <laughs> and and i mean there is always the chance too that the numbers will go the wrong way again and this gets pushed back again i think that personally <clears throat> and this was something that i said to you i think last night uh especially with vaccinations i think that that is what's saving us right now Probably. Um, because it seems like we are getting enough vaccines right now and they are opening up um, the eligibility a little bit quicker. Because um, we literally just opened up an eligibility tier this week or last week. And now we're opening up one next week. That to me says that we're going in the right direction, at least with that. 
And so I am hoping, fingers crossed, we continue to trend downwards. I am too. So that's just my yes observation. <laughs> I have a computer upgrade analogy that's... <laughs> you said the word. I said the word uh, That's that's been bugging me a little bit about uh, early and late adopters for computer upgrades mm-hmm. i said it again i don't you know said why it I again. Saying it. computer, computer stop. stop this is why you don't talk about this and also name your device um after the uh star trek device uh, <laughs> anyway I am curious to see how, if, if we see the same thing happen with this. Um, let's move right along over to Walt Disney World, where it was announced today also that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be opening on October 1st at Epcot. And uh, I think this is an interesting thing. Uh, I'm, should I ask you yet, or are you ready? I've composed. Okay. Um, what do you think about it opening on the 1st? I think it's going to be a great way to kick off the 50th. Um, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously some people are disappointed because mm-hmm. they were expecting summer. That happens. Um, but I think that both Ratatouille or Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and the new um, quick service slash uh, table service crepe restaurant opening on October 1st is going to be a beautiful expansion to the France Pavilion. Yeah. Pictures they shared today are beautiful. It'll probably drive everybody in Florida crazy to have to wait another, what is oh, it, I'm seven sure. months, six months, something like that. Uh, it's, it'll be seven. It's a little under seven months. Yeah. Um, But I get that it's disappointing, but I think that at this point, it just makes sense to have it open for the 50th. I think, and I think it makes something special, whereas because of all that's happened not all of the things you normally would associate with a anniversary of this stature um, look to be playing out the way that they have in the past. And um, it'll be interesting to see when Harmonious actually opens. Because that was something that was noted that they did not talk about today. Yeah. So. I mean, that was kind of one of the things like, oh, well, they're announcing this. Are they going to announce that? And the weird thing is it looked just like from the common you know, guest walking by that Ratatouille was going to be ready before Harmonious. And people were making guesses back in February gonna, that Ratatouille was going to open. They were in making weeks. guesses in December that you would be <laughs> on in January. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like it'll be interesting. I mean, now we know when Ratatouille is going to open and probably will have a soft opening or something beforehand for at least cast members, I would think. Definitely. But um, it'll be interesting to see when Harmonious actually happens. And I would love to see it be october 1st also i would i would love um, to see that it seems there seems something poetic about that um especially with like epcot forever was i think it was october 1st so that's epcot's anniversary yeah was that the day it opened mm-hmm. yeah it was like i was there i don't, just don't remember the date yep. um you're there october 1st that is correct uh the other new thing that's at epcot that is already there is they have new flags with epcot icons Ugh, beautiful they are they really are um and then <laughs> They also have a new soundtrack or mm-hmm. a new uh, main gate playlist. Uh, loop. Background loop, yeah. And um, I've been listening to it for the last, what, has it been a week? Uh, since it came Wednesday? Out last Wednesday. So yeah. almost a week almost now. Week. Um, how much have you listened to it? 
Uh, I've listened to it actually a great deal. Um, I really like to listen to music while I'm at work. Um, but sometimes I don't want to put on... I, we both know that my playlists have a lot of different types of music on it. Yeah. Um, I literally listen to everything. And so sometimes that gives people whiplash when they hear it. So I've just been listening to Epcot background music because it's a people pleaser and it makes me happy. So you like the new... Yeah, yeah I, I like think it it's a great. lot. Um, I thought it was funny if you go in and look at the different songs. Like some of them are... Like, I think there's one from Disney Nature's Dolphin. Mm -hmm. And there's some that, and one from, like, the most overtly, even though I wouldn't call it overtly Disney, but it at least has, like, Saving Mr. Banks they used to track from. And I'm like, I don't really consider that overtly Disney because it's not like, I don't know, When You Wish Upon a Star. Exactly, Um, yeah. Or Figment or, you know, like, it's just not something that in-your-face Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like... I think there's a, a section that's called like inspirational or motivational music. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there's like, an, it's an eight minute track. That's like something, something motivation music. Yeah. And it's really good. Like it surprised me and I'm like, Oh yeah. I feel better today. Like listening to this and totally. And that's what Epcot's about anyway. Um, And I've seen people be upset that it is not original music written for Epcot. My other thing is, I don't know if this new background loop is permanent. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not permanent, but if it is, I think it is. Well, foreseeable future. There's um, one of the last times I was at Epcot. I spent like an hour and a half sitting on a bench in front of Epcot, just listening to the background music. And when I listened to that, I was taken back to that because I could sit there and literally listen to the background loop at Epcot. I could sit at the entrance plaza. If I paid money, just to sit in the entrance yeah, clause of Epcot, I would do it because it makes me feel hopeful. That's why I love Epcot. Well, and the new music <laughs> still does that. And it does. It captures that feeling. In some ways, I feel like it almost does it more um, because I think half of the old entrance loop did it really well. But then there was a few of them that kind of just like pulled you off to one yeah, direction or the completely. other. Or like you'd hear um, some from attractions You'd hear just, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Yeah, and, and for those of us from California, that immediately throws me back to Tomorrowland. Completely. Not Epcot. Not Epcot, like, we don't have I those have memories. I have zero memory of that. Like, I was there when it was open, I think, and I didn't care because I was like, I can do this in California. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to see Figment. And so I think there's, like, some things that you miss and like, the Illuminations music. Obviously, you're going to miss it. <laughs> But the other things, bless you. Thank you. That I think they did more right than anything else is like it just has that spaceship Earth Epcot future looking or forward looking feel. And I like that they pulled from properties that have the feel of Epcot, that capture the feel of Epcot. Um, And the pavilions, really, when you think about it. Completely, because they pulled from things that are nature documentaries. They are about conserving our planet. They're about the future and what we have to look forward to, which is what Epcot is about. It's very optimistic. So I love it. Yeah. Hi, Clocky. Um, Welcome back. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for blessing me. I I really appreciate it. they did not. No, there's nothing from the park. Yeah, like there's. It's all new. I'm going to say new music. Um, it really, 
and that was answering the question, did they pull from defunct uh, pavilions? Which they could have. They could have. Um, like Horizons pops into my head right away, but they didn't. They went a completely different direction. And I think it's here to stay just for the amount of attention it got from like Zach Ridley and, and other Imagineering stuff. Yeah. Um, let's pivot now pivot. to Raya and the Last Dragon, which we watched on the big screen in my backyard over the weekend. <laughs> yes, we did. We couldn't go to the theater, so we brought the theater to us. I was um, wearing so many layers. We were sitting outside, and I'm a cold person. But it worked. It was so much fun. Yeah, it worked, and it was fun. And uh, um, we won't get into spoilers, because <clears throat> I know it's early, and a lot of people might not have seen this movie yet. Mm -hmm. um, but big picture, what did you think of Raya and the Last Dragon? I loved the message of it. Um mm -hmm. The message is very, very nice. It's also something that I think a lot of people need to hear right now. Um, it was very, in my mind, optimistic. Mm -hmm. It was uplifting. Um, there's also an, an overarching theme of even if you make a mistake, it's okay. No matter what the consequences to that mistake are. Um, I really like it. I, I enjoyed it. I cried obviously wouldn't be uh, a Disney movie. It wouldn't be a Disney movie if I didn't cry. Um, it was very pretty. I thought the animation was beautiful. Yeah. Even on a big white sheet, even on a big white sheet that we were projecting, which is not entirely true because I actually do have the projection screen that you can hang up, but <laughs> Dap <and Dan. laughs> that's good. Yeah. What would you name the Daps theater? Let us know in the comments. Please do. Um, we'll, we might have to use it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. And, um, I found myself liking parts of it that I didn't expect to like, like the dragon being one of them. Yeah, um, completely. because I, I just kind of was like, Oh, okay. In the, in the previews. And then when actually came to life, like when it was a real thing in the movie, like yeah. you actually see the character, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, then I found myself really intrigued and enjoying actually all of the characters i don't think there was any character where i was just like mm. they did a good job fleshing out all of the characters yep. and giving each of them their motivations i thought that it was a very good character building movie yeah i mean there were a couple that i won't go into that yeah. i felt like um they could have done more with instead of just run with the gimmick and and that's a critique i have in lots of movies so that's fair. um that was that was okay um the overarching message was fantastic. Yeah. And, and I, I like that we're seeing more movies that are about that message. And I think I that needs to happen more often. And that's great. Um, it's, they're taking a very good cue from the Muppets and um, that's, it's, it's a Muppet message. at the end. It of the is. Um, it's also movies that aren't about perfect people. Yeah. Which I think is more interesting storytelling in my personal opinion. Well, it's more realistic. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting, too, how storytelling has gone from, like, realistic to uh, a more, like, this is what could be fantasy, people are perfect, to back to realistic. Yeah. And, um, and that's, I think, good storytelling, too, because it's just meeting people where they're at mm -hmm. in the world. And um, and I, I thought it was really cool that they did most of this from home. Which is you'd never guess. insane to think about, especially watching it. Yeah, like you, you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, I'd actually forgotten 
that they did most of this at home. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching it. We were talking about it after the fact. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, how did they do this? How did they do that? Without being spoilerish at all, um, mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tran is a very gifted voice actress. Like I enjoyed her in Star Wars. I love Kelly Marie Tran. But her voice, I thought as a like a character actor, I was like, this is really engaging like there's lots of heart behind it it pulls you in mm-hmm. um she gave a very compelling uh performance i thought she's wonderful and um and i hope we see more of her in more things i'm sure we will um yeah i don't know uh it'll be interesting to see <laughs> i think we just need to read these hold on uh so here are possible names for the daps theater we've got uh dapsy circle theater mm-hmm Dapperian Theater, mm-hmm. Dap Street Opera House, okay, Vidi, Vidap, Vidapso, can you say it? Vidapsopolis. There we go, and Dapsafeller Center that have now been submitted as names for the Daps Theater in the one El Dapitan up higher mm-hmm. and Daps Theater. Yes. Um, did I miss any? Okay, I think, I think that's, that's all it. Uh, Elect Dapsica. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> the Golden Daps Shoe Theater. Very good. Here at the Golden Dap Shoe. <laughs> it's a good show. The Golden Dap Shoe? The Golden Dap Shoe. It sounds like something that would be in the Dap Sea Awards. So is Maybe that your short next be. year? will be black and white and it'll... <laughs> <laughs> it's all black and white except for one gold Dap Shoe. Mm. There you go. That could be it. Anyway, it. two thumbs up for me. Um, I can't... I'm not going to say it was my top five Disney movies of all time. But oh, it's definitely, definitely in the top half. Very solidly. In fact, top quarter. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and I will say I'm always preferential to Disney musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's something magical in musicals because you can tell a story in a way with a song, if done right, that can't be matched any other way. Like, um, I just think that's... Um, that's just something that's very special. And I think Disney has nailed it better than anybody else. But we're running out of time, Katie. So what should people do? Should go to dapsmagic.com. Check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. Subscribe to our mailing list because at this point, we'd be getting a reopening date within the next week. So you don't want to miss that. Miss that. That's so for sure. subscribe to our mailing list. And subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of the videos that are going up. I saw... I don't know if and when, but I saw Murray uploaded something that's that's quite far back in the past. I'm guessing from his childhood. Um, that's <laughs> it's not that I don't think, but yeah. uh, uh, but you don't want to miss any of these videos. I've got some few that I am working on as well, along with a bunch of crazy Kirk and the Hillbilly videos that I still have to get edited and uploaded as well. But that is all the time that we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye.